0: everyone, Frank and Darren back again, the Slaughter Lamb Movie Podcast, talking about the best and worst of, well, for many of you, just the worst of Halloween ends. Darren, you and I both saw this, you saw it a little earlier before me, you saw it on Thursday at a world premiere and you were smiling and giggling <laughs> and, and you were kicking up your heels down the... You know down to the whatever you were carfax abbey where the fuck this thing was playing at <laughs>
1: carfax uh. abbey it was the, it was the uk premiere i wasn't at the world premiere and it wasn't really a premiere it was the first uk screening mm. um but they try it kind of like a premiere you know they had like a kind of photograph area and all sorts of kind of lunch. cool exhibits lunch. cover and, sandwiches yeah and a couple of michaels wandering around with um dodgy masks on that sort of thing um yeah Yeah, it was that sort of thing, you know, and, you know, we walk up the stairs and they've kind of like, there's bats on the wall and (laughs) uh, bats and it was walking up the stairs. There was like pumpkins, bats, uh, kind of, uh, what do they call them, like stencils of witches and things like that. (laughs) And over the top of that was Loomis's speech. I watched him sitting in a room, staring at a wall. But anyway, we're here to talk about Halloween ends. There'll be plenty of time for us to talk about each other's
0: feelings and everything like that. We're going to get right into this. And maybe through the little uh, clues that we're going to give, uh, you'll be uh, figuring out where each one of us stands on this movie. But let's get to it because, Darren, we will have plenty of time to do this. You're going to push this out right away as soon as we're done uh, Hmm. because we plan on having a live chat eventually uh, really quick uh tuesday i hope tuesday focusing on the people not on us but on the people and addressing their concerns
1: yeah never what are your thoughts that's what we're going to call it i think what are your thoughts on halloween ends and it'll be kind of not listening to us crow on about it it'll be us listening to you crow on about it and tell us what telling us what you think so i think that'll be fun
0: absolutely um you know we gotta give back to the people because if it weren't for the people we wouldn't be here Mm. um okay Let's start out. Your best character, Halloween Ends, uh, 2022.
1: Ah, best character in this. Okay. So, i got to say Corey Cunningham. It's kind of... It's a tough question to ask because there's characters in there which have been there throughout the series and throughout these David Gordon Green movies that are just either kind of underutilized or completely wasted or don't even really have anything to do with the movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I Corey was kind of, regardless of my thoughts on the film, I thought Ryan Campbell put in a really cool performance. He's actually really good in this, I think. And I watched it again this morning, and there were a few moments where he reminds me of two people. Okay. He reminds me of two people in movie history, Scorpio in Dirty Harry... Okay, you look at the two of them, right? When he's losing it, Corey Cunningham, he reminds me of Andrew Robinson's portrayal of Scorpio in Dirty Harry. Oh, not uh, Julia. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 not Hellraiser. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Scorpio in Dirty Harry. And Ooh. he also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) he also reminds me of and people are going to scoff at this but hear me out Tony Moran okay so Laurie has only ever seen Michael Myers once she's only ever looked into his eyes once without that mask on and that guy was Tony Moran Mm -hmm. you look at Corey and you look at Tony Moran and the the hairstyle and everything, she talks about. I've looked into his eyes and I've seen um, I've seen Michael in his eyes. I think it was a conscious effort here to make Corey look as much as possible like Tony Moran in the original Halloween movie. If you just look at when when you take when he takes the mask off and the hair and everything, they've got the same sort of haircut. He's around about the same height and build and everything. And I just wonder whether that was a conscious effort to 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 make him look like Tony Moran from the original 1978 film. So there's that link there between Jamie Lee Curtis and, uh, or from, between Laurie Strode and Michael, because the only time she has ever seen him is when she pulled his mask off in '78. So those are the two people that that, um, uh, Rowan Campbell reminds me of. Um, and I think he did a good job in this. Regardless of what my thoughts on the film are, I thought that he was the strongest character in the film.
0: I I agree with you. And that was very deep, Darren. I kind of see your point there. I I thought he looked like uh, Ed Sheeran and myself. Uh, Who? Ed Sheeran? Ed, Ed Sheeran, myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I can see what you... Uh, for me, it's also Corey. Um, he carried this movie. When we went into the theater, you were expecting to see Michael... But it turned into, as Reese Wilson said uh, on Dave's channel, Corey and Laurie, a love story. <laughs> um, and he carried this movie and he's absolutely the best character. I expect good things from this guy. This, uh, this guy. Um, and uh, my wife told me that uh, one of the reasons why he got this role is because he can ride a bike. He can actually drive a motorcycle. Okay. Uh, as one of his, you know, because I guess they didn't want to get a stunt guy, but, you know, he can actually ride a dirt bike okay um but yeah he carried this movie if this movie wasn't about michael or about halloween and just came with a different title and was about him coming into a a new slasher like a leslie vernon or leslie Vern or whatever his last name is called um i could follow it i can follow him he did a fantastic job yeah uh, knowing that the fans could probably be toxic yeah uh to him yeah all right. The worst category, as we go through, ladies and gentlemen, is probably going to be really quick out of our mouths in our own different opinions. But there, your worst character or characters
1: <laughs> in this movie. Uh, um, I'm going to say that there's two uh, for me. Uh, there's two as well. Okay. So first one is Dr. Mathis. Okay. Um, so so this movie is obviously really. The more I watch it, and I've watched it twice now. The more I watch it the more I'm seeing more of Halloween 3 in this film, um, from the opening credits to uh, the fact that Allison works in, in in the hospital to the kind of lechy, um, Atkins-esque doctor that they have there in, in Dr. Mathis, you know, kind of pretty much the same sort of character, you know, thinks he's great with the young girls, um, a bit overconfident, middle-aged um, lech, uh, who, knelt, who needed dealing with? Let's put it that way. He didn't have any of the charm of Tom Atkins whatsoever. But that character was obviously put there as some sort of kind of loose homage to to Doctor Chalice. Um, there's also scenes in in the in in the junkyard and things which are reminiscent of Halloween three. Um, there's, there's, so, there's, there's little subtle things now and again, which kind of remind me a lot of that film and particularly the way it's lit as well. When you get those scenes with Atkins at night, kind of bumbling around on his own, hiding from the, the, the shamrock guys, there's very similar moments in this film. Um, I think that the second worst character, and, and it's, I'm not saying that he's the worst character because... I don't like the the character or I don't like the actor because I do love the character and I love the actor. But I think Hawkins was just wasted in this film completely. Wow, Hawkins was wasted. They made us invest in this character to the point of bringing him back in Halloween Kills after he'd clearly been killed. You know, people loved that character. They brought him back. They made the second movie about him. They made that second film, Hawkins' movie. As we were chatting to Dave the other day, 2018 is Laurie's movie. Halloween Kills is Hawkins' movie, pretty much. And then with this film, they just relegate him to. I'm not. I'm not even sure whether he's a cop still in this film. He talks about being down at the station with the guys, but is he just friend? Is he retired and friendly with them? I know he's keeping busy by. Learning Japanese and things like that. But does he still have some sort of link to the police station? I believe so because he's um
0: he must be a detective.
1: In order I, to I'm guessing so. Clothes. It doesn't really clearly kind of state what he is, but he is just the kind of b- dewey this <laughs> he's one. a little bit like that. But <laughs> he just kind of he's like what you were when you were younger you were a cop oh, what, what was it on, you were a fucking <laughs> mole cop or something weren't you <laughs> yeah i was a paul blart <laughs> but yeah he's so it's almost like they just kind of they park him in the wings to kind of come into it at the beginning and, and be there at the end this could have been his movie as much as Laurie's. he has unfinished business and for him to just be relegated I don't know whether he was making another film at the time or whether the, you know he just couldn't fit it in or I, I've no idea but he should have been front and centre with Laurie in this film with Laurie and Allison, and it, it, they just lose him he's just not part of it whatsoever it's it's such a shame because he, he's such a great character and everybody loved him and that's why they brought him back but psh, missed opportunity
0: cherry blossoms Yeah. <laughs> This is it weird too because you know he when we first encounter him uh he's all disheveled his hair is not fixed you know he's he's we meet him at the um supermarket grocery yeah. store and uh you know you would think that they would get a get together they 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 almost a, died with was, each other they're, in oh, the same I, room. Exactly. they're opening up they're opening up their their feelings you know he said you know i really liked you but i know you like ben tramer uh first and they're holding hands and everything and uh you know, but no, he's uh, cherry blossoms, and uh, <laughs> he's like at the end. I gave you, uh, you know, some extra long cucumbers and those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vegetable basket.
1: <laughs> I'd be like, why well, you going to at least fucking cook it for me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. but I know what you mean. Will Patton seems to have aged quite significantly over mm-hmm. the last sort of four years. Um, I don't know whether the really a- has moved on. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of get that. I, I I you know that's probably what they were aiming for, but he didn't have to do that. He could no. have been front and center in this. We could have had somebody, you know, the two of them to to rally behind, you know. But he's he's just kind of like you say, he's slightly dishevelled. I'm guessing that's from the. This, the the trauma the trauma trauma the trauma that he's been through over the last 4 years or whatever um but yeah wasted opportunity so yeah so unfortunately Dr Mathis and Frank Hawkins are my worst characters in this
0: that's not very obvious i thought you'd be more of an, a man that would pick the obvious uh, you know Dr Mathis is my hero in this movie <laughs> uh, i think he actually introduced me to a new cutout i may just have <laughs> Um but I but what Hawkins, of him? Oh, not, not of him not of his <laughs> of his assistant whatever her name is it doesn't matter what her name is at this Allison. point does it no, no do you mean Allison, the other one the other one the the, the redhead okay uh, got you um yeah Hawkins was a missed opportunity um as well as uh Lindsay also a missed opportunity she's a barmaid Reading tarot cards. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's <laughs> sake. She didn't even, you know, she's been affected by Michael. Everyone has been affected by Michael in this movie. You know, Laurie Strode has probably been affected more than anybody, but everyone else has closure. I was yeah. like, yeah, he's gone. What else do you want? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of missed opportunity with those characters. Uh, I agree with you. Um, you just made me think about it. Pretty good. Thanks. But, um, but let me
1: ask you this, though. You said sure. everybody's had closure. Everybody's had closure. Why have they had closure? Because he's missing. He -hmm. never died. He -hmm. just vanished. And as much as I loved the the start of this film and seeing Laurie Strode like a kind of grown-up version of what we got in 1978, you know, kind of really all sort of prissy and and, and preppy and with her little cardigans on and, and pottering around her house carving pumpkins and things like that, why is she not like even worse than what she was in Halloween 2018? Because that guy's still out there. He's killed her daughter. It's almost like nobody mentions it. You know, it's, it's, he's missing, but, but as a town, you'd be fucking looking for him, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. There'd be wanted posters all over
0: the place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'd be on the lookout still for him. And everyone says, well, COVID played a, you know, significant role. What's significant? It's not even mentioned in this damn movie. <laughs> just as he's been missing for four years. That's yeah. because, you know, there was a four year gap between when they got out uh eighteen and with this finale. That's only there's that's the only four year gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. but everyone had closure because I think they just moved on. Um but
1: Lori, you know, Lori's actually moved on better than anybody. <laughs> she has, hasn't she?
0: It's Jesus. just like
1: she's really parked it and kind of gone back to her original self. But which according to, to, to her memoirs, she said she's been there for Allison. She
0: has a bigger opportunity to take care of her because she doesn't have the mother anymore. Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And those memoirs as well. Did you see the title of them? Some shapes. No. no, it was stalkers, stalkers saviors, and Sarwyn. Oh Christ's sake! <laughs> And sherbert so, and sh- <laughs> but that again in itself, because has there ever been a link to sarwain before within this trilogy? no no, no. did, did, it, it did um did did, did what's his face uh mention it in in 2018 Sartain no I don't think I don't think, so. think he did, did he yeah. so uh, where man. is she getting that from? <laughs> where know. is she getting that from because know. you know it was better than her original title. What was that to serve man?
0: Twilight Zone reference, there and oh, never okay. mind.
1: Fair we'll move on. Colin Murdy, that's for you. <laughs> um, but no, just just th- just on sorry, just on that though. Is that not another kind of because you see it on that kind of um, memoir that she's writing? Yeah. Is that not another kind of you Hint. have to? And it's slightly out of focus as well. Is that not another kind of nod to Halloween three?
0: Oh, it is. But I mean, good Christ, we're I think we're
1: really diving into it. <laughs> really getting deep here i don't know no i'm just looking for these kind of i just think that there's a lot more halloween 3 in here than what people realize on the surface that's all okay okay
0: can i continue yeah go (laughs) with pleasure (laughs) my worst characters are probably two of the obvious characters well there's four characters and then another character and the one is that Pussy marching band that nobody can ever stand up to. Corey can't beat the shit out of those little bitches. <laughs> those the marching
1: band. Little, little kids.
0: Darren <laughs> in, and in, in school, the marching band. Mm. Were they the toughest people you ever knew? <laughs> ever
1: we don't have marching bands here. Oh, okay you're talking about we don't even have cheerleaders okay. the the uh, the
0: the people that played the drums during the guillotine you know uh, okay those guys <laughs> uh, over here the only person you didn't mess with in the marching band was the guy who played the tuba because he's usually 300 pounds you uh, know uh and also doug i have to give doug you know what an asshole what a yeah. complete asshole did you miss me
1: <sighs> what was she thinking yeah, she's really you, did did Hawkins set her up on a blind date or something? Oh, <laughs> he was he was a piece of work, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Oh, I, well, I was glad he actually
0: was gone. What yeah. an asshole! Yeah, yeah the, so for me, the marching band and Doug. Why does the marching band have to be there? Why do the high school kids have to be there? They're probably like seventeen, barely eighteen. Why couldn't it be like you know, other townspeople? Why couldn't it be Jeremy's parents? Mm. that that the jeremy's uh jeremy's parents that kept on following him and they were divorced or something like that in this movie after that accident that's right so why yeah why couldn't it be you know jeremy's older brother or Mm. sister or some kind of relative no you got to pick the fucking marching band
1: (laughs) well that those yeah those kids were um again it's another kind of christine nod you know, with it with oh, the bullies in the school, and it's it, that's what it it is, is it? You know, it's Halloween three and Christine that appear to be at the root of this film, and and Arnie Cunningham was bullied by those school kids, wasn't he? Um, and I think this this is kind of sort of mirroring that. Great, we got a flaming pumpkin running over fucking kids, you know, going
0: down the street like Christine. <laughs> <laughs> no comparison.
1: All right, your best line. Okay, best line in this is. Um, it's at the end we'll talk about the ending later but but there's a there's a shot at the end where Laurie turns around to Michael and says I thought you were the boogeyman but no you're just a man who's about to stop breathing. And that was my favorite line in the film.
0: Do you think his death was actually kind of poetic?
1: I liked it. I liked I I liked the um the kitchen scene. I liked mm-hmm. I I I liked the fact that Michael was... They recognised his age and his capabilities, I think. I liked that he was older. I liked that he was weakened. I don't like the way they shot him being weakened in the sewers and everything. I thought that was fucking terrible. But I like the fact that they kind of relegated him to a level that was sufficient enough for Laurie to be able to take him on. Um And... That, so it kind of made you know there the, there were stakes in 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 that kitchen scene, and what I what I loved about that sequence was it was it was like some sort of crucifixion, um. And I liked the idea of having him bleed out. I thought that was a great idea for the original Halloween twenty eighteen, and I was happy with it. I thought it was it was, I thought it was done horrifically. I thought Christopher Nelson's work on that was fantastic. the neck slash and the um. Uh, and and the the wrist slash as well the vertical wrist slash um i was happy with that and they should have left it there i didn't care for the procession or anything like that was numb it's it's you strangle on your own blood you know you cough up
0: on it and everything but the wrist thing you know it's just it's it it seems like it was more
1: peaceful than what he deserved Mm. but uh, but you know I would have. I wouldn't have taken him out to do that fucking procession when everybody and his. It was like the Queen's funeral for God's sake. Everybody and his dog Lord comes roses. out. Exactly. How did they know that this was happening? And Barker's like, "This is happening," and all this sort of stuff. Facebook I, Live. Yeah, yeah. Facebook Live. I, why did they have to do that? Why did no. they have to do this terrible moment of Michael crowd surfing down the street like a friggin', um a Pearl Jam concert or something Teen like Teen Wolf, yeah, um, <laughs> and 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 really kind of just just go one bit too far. You, yeah. the, the, watching him go through that mincing machine was just like, we don't need to see that. What are you doing? I would have been quite happy with them just torching him on the on the tabletop in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, just th- just throwing a match on him and walking away, and then we see him like the end of Halloween too, where he's just kind of burnt away. Um, That would have been fine. That would have been absolutely fine. Um, I know fire they've used so many times before in Halloween 2 and Resurrection and 2018, but this wasn't fire to kill him. This would have been fire to just get rid of his remains. That's all. He died because they slit his throat and his wrists. Yeah, Um, bled out. Yeah, bled out. I think that was the perfect way to do it, but I would have ended it right there when Hawkins walked in. Put him in a crate and... Duff
0: them underneath a uh, university steps only to be discovered 150 <laughs> years later.
1: <Yeah. laughs> There's your anthology episode. <laughs> uh,
0: my best line comes from Corey's mom. Uh, because your boogeyman disappeared, they needed a new one. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely mm. true about society. When something negative and when people are focused their anger on disappears, they always move to something else. Yeah. yeah. And this it just so happened to be Corey. Yeah. And this kid unjustly uh, was um, ridiculed and uh, you know chastised for his whole life. He was going to go to college to be an engineer. That didn't happen. He had to work at Ronald's uh, junkyard, being a mechanic, uh, in order to make ends meet. And um, you know he didn't deserve anything. But the uh, the judge uh, called it an accident. He was let go. And uh, but yeah, I don't think the. Uh, it, it's it's so funny because it, it's not just like that with with society in general isn't it isn't with us in movies and youtube clips and people's opinions i mean as soon as something negative comes up and that disappears we need another negativity story to match <laughs> yeah, exactly. on exactly it's the yeah. same thing so yeah, yeah i thought that uh, i thought that was a good line all right i got a number of worse lines so you can go ahead <laughs> first with your
1: worst <laughs> so this line. one As as I said earlier, I was really enjoying watching a domesticated Laurie just kind of pottering around and being Laurie Strode. For the first 15 minutes, I was thinking, this is good. This really feels like Laurie Strode of old now. Um, Until Until... she says says this line, which is just like... (laughs) It's probably my line too, but go ahead. It's probably straight out of Danny McBride's mouth. Um, Which is you know you need to find someone that can let go. That makes you want to rip off your shirt and show grief, show your fucking tits and say you want. Uh, I can't even fucking say I'm going to say that again. You know you need to find someone that can let. You know, you need to find someone that you can let go.
0: (laughs) You want me to say it for you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, you need to find someone that can let go that makes you want to rip off your shirt and show grief your fucking tits and say, you know what, let's go. Darren, I'm crossing that off my list right now. <laughs> it was so un like oh. Completely. Like, like the, the, I don't know. And she throws the mashed pumpkin on the floor and then the scene cuts to something else. And I I was sat in the theater going, where'd that come from? It was oh. like a moment from, from the exorcist where Regan started bloody cursing or something. Oh. It was just weird, weird line. Obviously one of Danny McBride's numbers. And, um, I don't know what it, what it did to the plot. I've no, what, what it did for the plot, I've no idea. It just kind of, I think, left a, a few of us feeling a bit embarrassed. You
0: want to pull down your pants and show grief your tits? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's Lori-like. She's, she's Lori is this sweet, innocent person, but I know she's trying to connect with Allison by saying, live your life, go out there, get drunk, go have fun. Go get pregnant by someone you don't know. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, that's that's how she wants to be that person because she never lived it. She's never yeah. had it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and she says you can have a good life. That you can mm. have a good life. Um being somewhere else and showing your titties somewhere else. Well, we didn't see him. So thanks Lori for that <laughs> advice to to Allison. We didn't see him. Um so I got two. Well, there was three. You took one. Uh, was, uh, boys who keep secrets don't get custard for dessert. (laughs) Are you implying something, Mom? Yeah. yeah. I was was looking for Ronald to go, but we're supposed to have cake. What's this custard (laughs) thing you're referring to, Joan? Oh, Oh, a little Carrie-esque right there, and another one was from DJ Willie, and it says, I know the Laurie uh, Laurie Strode story. She teased a man with brain damage, and he snapped.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a bit like <laughs> with that arm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like taking a tree off a a, a branch off a tree or something. Yeah, it's- you teased a man with brain damage and he snapped.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? That may be true. We saw the beginning of uh, Kill Bill one and how Uma Thurman worked. Got out of her brain damage.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about that. Okay. No, no. We might right. do one day. I do like those films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the you know teasing
0: man with brain damage. And so mm. They actually took Michael. Michael was never the um, you know never the uh, the murderer. This this killer. It's going around. Everyone's blaming Laurie. Maybe and that goes to prove because he's gone. They got to blame somebody. It's the psycho yeah. and the freak show. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, your best kill. This you know this this was actually quite hard for me. Actually,
1: I think. um There's a few of them. I think there are, there are a few happy accidents in there. I think Mm -hmm. the tongue on the, um, on the turntable, even though it's not kind of, it's not, well, it's a Corey kill, isn't it? Yeah. Um, It, it's, it was a fun moment was that when he cuts the guy's tongue out and it just bounces around on the on the vinyl but what? i think the, but, yeah, but i do think the best kill for me is one that we've already spoken about and that was michael's that's exactly mm-hmm. how i wanted to see him go was to just be bled out i didn't want us to get to the stage where we were kind of you know launching black hawks at him and and rocket launchers <laughs> rocket launchers and someone in a Tanks. tank someone on a giraffe and you know it's just like <laughs> we didn't need, we didn't need any of that we just had just something simple that shows that because they kind of they really touch on the supernatural part in this midway through with with his interaction with with Corey um but then they kind of bring it back to earth to, at the end. And you not just say, you know, he's, you're just a man and slim slit his throat and he dies like a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of liked that. It kind of, for me, that brings the whole thing back full circle. Um, um but yeah, just leave out the procession. Jesus. We've had enough processions this year. We don't need it. And we're continuing. <laughs> There's still more to go through. Oh, <laughs> well, well, we've got, we've got a few, few next year, I think. Uh.
0: <laughs> What are you guys going to do for Angela Lansbury, the poor girl?
1: <laughs> well, we're not going to take her to the junkyard, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> poor Angela Lansbury. Yeah, uh, Knobs and Grinders. Peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Miss <laughs> uh, Fletcher.
0: Uh, I was going to say the DJ. Uh, it was a little comical. Um, mm. But a lot of my favorite kills weren't from Michael. It was from Corey, and one of them being the junkyard. And the one that made me laugh and cringe... At the same time, was was actually two of them. Uh, one being the uh, blowtorch into the mouth, yeah, which was yeah. oh, 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 that was yeah, fantastic, yeah. and the other one was the head stomp. But it was the running over of the tow truck afterwards that actually got me giggling. <laughs> yeah. That that got a big reaction in the theater.
1: Did that as well. A
0: big perm, a big perm on Margot, that, that yeah. girl. You would yeah, think she that did. <laughs> you would you would think her hair would. Protect her from. She's got a big, huge head of hair. Damn! All right, <laughs> you're that No, no, nothing I, wrong I with that at all. I guess depending on where it is. You know, for me, it's on my back. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be worse. It could be coming out of your nose, or ears, or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, your worst kill.
1: Um, worst kill I think has to be um I've forgotten his name, Doug. Is that her ex? Yeah. That whole sequence is in terms of a Halloween movie is pretty embarrassing. Okay. Um Michael so vulnerable. Um and what ends up you know, what what ends up happening is like some really crappy uh I don't know, WCW wrestling match or something. But like a tag team thing that's going on there where they're jumping between each other and throwing each other around. I mean, the, 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 that scene was bad enough. But then when you get to the bit where Corey goes in for the mask and we just get that kind of silhouetted fight where they go past the camera and they go past again. <laughs> it was like something out of Benny Hill for sure. Um, awful whose idea was that we didn't need to see that at all you could have shot it so much better you really could have done um but what resulted was like i say some really kind of half assed backyard wrestling match or something
0: it's like michael said <laughs> oh here comes the kid all right grease myself up to get caught <laughs> it's like jason Statham when he put the oil all over him a transporter <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how he got out. But I know what a lot of people are saying. Michael should not be that vulnerable, but when we get into it, ladies and gentlemen, he did really get the shit kicked out of him a little bit, you know. What in kills irons or in
1: this? Or? In kills. So, so yeah, they, yeah, you know,
0: it, irons are his kryptonite. Hmm. You see Michael get out a good old steaming iron. <laughs> uh for me, my worst kill is Joan uh Corey's mom. Never seen never wouldn't you want to see him go after his mother and see what he's done there mm. we've seen behind the scenes where she's protecting herself with the pillow and everything she's screaming yeah we haven't seen it it's not, there's it's, so much what's going on there so I mean, much
1: in the trailer isn't there that's not in the film so much in both trailers that's, yes. that's not in this film and yeah. things that are just kind of totally recut like the scene where Corey walks up the stairs into Jamie Lee's, into Laurie's bedroom. Um, that's just completely relegated to the door being pushed open. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is. There's so much stuff. I mean, and, and for God's sake, there's a, there's a moment in the trailer where I think Laurie's talking to Allison in the police car. Yeah. um yeah and and that's not in the film at all um that that's moments in the film but that particular shot and whatever dialogue was exchanged isn't in the film so there is there's there's so much isn't there uh what about the one where cory
0: says what are you gonna do when michael comes back for you exactly because he's still out there talk
1: about that sequence that sequence when he's on the steps is he is he imagining imagining that is that a dream sequence it's just bizarre because he's talking away and then the next minute she's not there she's vanished completely like batman (laughs) (laughs) it's odd isn't it i mean it's an interesting exchange but i i I was really and i watched it again this morning i said to my wife i said is it are we meant to think that this is some sort of you know hallucination or something it's it's bizarre yeah i don't know
0: i don't know because she, I mean, she followed him. Apparently, um, of course, it's got to be an extra half hour of deleted footage, right? At least
1: coming yeah. out. Yeah, there, there must be plenty of stuff out there that they didn't use. Yeah, because so. for
0: me, you know, Joan Corey's mom—that's the. Those are behind the scenes photos we saw. We saw her, you know, protecting herself, trying to protect herself with a pillow. And it'd be nice to see what Corey was going to do to his mom. And then if it, what kind of frustration he was gonna take out. But then we just see her just all bloody on the floor. Mm. And no one saw it. Really yeah. because yeah. Allison was at the door, um, ring the doorbell, knocking. Nobody saw and, they, and if they would have saw what he did to his mom, they would have probably said, We this is Corey. Corey did this. And Allison would have, you know, put two and two together, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's just, you know, when we see behind the scenes footage and it looks like you put a lot of effort into it, and it's not in the movie, but you know mm. more than anybody, a lot of shit just gets yeah, yeah. thrown down. Of course.
1: of course. All right. Your best moment. Uh the kitchen sequence. Of um that's my I I honestly, one. yeah. I mean it's the only bit that kind of is remotely like something from a Halloween film. That in fact, that whole sequence from Corey coming into the house and getting shot. Choosing the suicide route and not the cherry blossom uh, is (laughs) well. That grabs one of her cucumbers and
0: tries to stab himself. He's like, "Oh, (laughs) ew!"
1: (laughs) And it's just a shame that they gave so much away in the trailer. Um, from the kitchen scene, I know that she was on a chat so, chat show in the UK on Graham Norton, and they mm-hmm. pretty much showed 50% of that kitchen scene. Oh, um, it, it was, it <laughs> and I i do like the bit when he gets stabbed in the chest that he just, in order to get her off him, he does the kind of power sit up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really cool moment. And I, as I said earlier, I love the fact that they kind of almost like crucify him in there. Um, it, it 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 was everything I wanted it to be. I've always said I wanted it to be a kind of small, intimate, sort of claustrophobic finale. And I think that's what we got. Um, a lot of people are disappointed with it. I think in the scheme of the movie, it was just a relief to have something that felt like Halloween happen. Um, so, yeah, so it was it's probably the best moment of the film. I agree with you. I love the kitchen
0: scene. It's too short. Hmm. Very too short. And yeah. the extra twenty minutes of this movie, and I think a lot of people would have appreciated this movie a little bit more if the finale like I always said, it's not the middle of the movie that you have to worry about or the beginning. It's the way that this uh this quadrilogy, you know, let's call it a trilogy. Let's really call <clears> it a trilogy, is gonna end. That's yeah. the most important thing. Like even with Return to the King, you have to end it. Same thing with Star Wars. Which way are you gonna end it? Yeah. And it's just yeah. too short. It should have been more chases through the house, more of her mimicking what she did back in 78 hiding in the closets and him busting through instead Mm. of using you know some kind of cheese to blow up in the microwave as a distraction (laughs) when he could see it you know know, or you know maybe him you know going to a room filled with a whole bunch of pumpkins and the glare you know could have been something like that then it could have been with her when she's pumpkin and everything or in the every scene in this movie
1: um, she's always making a pumpkin in every part of this damn movie. <laughs> um, if you ever watch, I don't know if anybody's ever watched him, he's kind of a acquired taste, but I do he just make me laugh the Maestro Megatron. Yes. Um, he has his own <laughs> he has his own shout out to scott, who's who who's the Maestro Megatron. He has his own channel whereas he kind of talks Halloween, but he hates this new Halloween stuff. <laughs> (laughs) And um, with a passion Scott is like this huge guy. I presume he's in LA uh, given the neighborhood that he lives in and the people that live around him Um, with a nice beard with a nice beard. And he really balls out this this franchise and (laughs) he he, he's kind of like a wwe an 80s wwe wrestler it reminds me of that the way he talks to the camera always shouting and you know kind of he's a stand-up comedian i think as well so check him out but he's passionate he's passionate passionate. but but he has a real bee in his bonnet about that microwave dinging (laughs) like micro michael myers jumps out of his skin because the ping (laughs) <laughs> my hungry man, <laughs> and then he cleans the microwave, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, thanks Maestro Megatron. You've given me a few laughs over the last few weeks with this. So um.
0: <laughs> it's it's this the, the kitchen scene should have been a little bit longer. And you know what I think the finale should have been? I it should, it should have been maybe Laurie, Allison, Frank and Lindsay all take a stab at Michael. I mean, it'll go to prove a point, you know, and maybe uh, maybe Hawkins shoots Michael in the head like he tried to do or prevent Loomis uh, from doing in the flashback and also uh, what he was going to do when Sartain was there.
1: And That the would have been enough. That would have been satisfying if, if you know, if Allison and, and Laurie are in there, they've stabbed him, he's dead, and Hawkins walks in and wants to be sure and just shoots him in the head. That would have been, you know, just desserts, I think. That would have been mm. enough.
0: Yep. But keep it going on longer. Don't have any microwaves or a Home Alone fucking traps, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking microwave. The Ding. number one. <laughs> it's done? Michael going, oh, I've been living off rats and homeless ass for all day. And that hungry man sound, smells pretty good. Homeless ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i never had homeless ass but you know whatever
1: (laughs) i should think no as well too salty (laughs) all
0: right there before we end we're going to read some quotes you put up a little poll and with some comments um so let's read some of these out what the people are talking about with this movie
1: yeah, so I put I, over the weekend. Obviously, Frank and I have been dark for a few days while we both saw the film and chatted about it. I haven't really watched many other um, many other people's thoughts on the film. What I thought I'd do over the weekend was just interact with our kind of subscriber base and mm-hmm. people on Twitter and and um, uh, and our YouTube community. And and so I put a poll out there uh, on, I think it was last night, some point last night. We've had around about 700 votes on it so far. And the question was, Halloween ends, so what do you want next? Okay, I put five options there. One was a lengthy break. Two was a Jamie Lloyd continuation. Three was an anthology. Four, a Michael Myers reboot. And five, leave it, I'm fucking done. <laughs> so um so the results are in and I'll bring these up on the screen now as you can see mm-hmm. most people in the fan base by a quite a clear margin want a lengthy break now they just want it to go away and then maybe come back in the future um 17% of the vote with people saying that's it they don't want any more um and then interestingly an anthology is the second most popular thing there and we say, when, we chat, when I chatted with you on Thursday night after I'd first seen this, I'd spotted a review um, on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll bring this up now. Um, it, it's the first thing that struck me about this film was it felt like an anthology. And I kind of agree with Dave that we don't really need... I think it was Bruce, actually, that said it, wasn't it? That we didn't need Michael in this film. It almost feels like we've had our first Halloween anthology film. How do you feel about that, Frank?
0: Um, It feels like we're at Christmas dinner. We ate the Christmas dinner. And then they said, what about your seconds of Christmas dinner? you're like, I can't eat any more damn turkey. You know, come on. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 we like Michael Myers. The way he went out was not the way it should have been went out. But an anthology route was probably the best way to go with this character setup. And at the end, you could have had, if you wanted to go that route, you know, the end credits, Corey sitting up.
1: Yeah great idea um i i need to shout out somebody and it was I, I can't remember the person's name but this was on instagram the other day at the end when they do the kind of almost like OG halloween ending when they but they they flashed the a camera around different areas where the actions taken place the it luckily. would have been interesting if they'd have gone to the hallway and cory's body was gone hmm <laughs> And just left it at that. Just a little something, a little sparkle there. That, that, and I'm not saying bring back Corey Cunningham, but just to kind of in, in you know, uh, put across that the the franchise is still alive, um, in some way, which we know or... it's going to come back. Okay, let's get to some comments from <laughs> from uh, from our poll that we did yesterday. So okay. uh, the first one is a guy called Casey Crowland, um, and he says pretty much what I just said, which was we literally just got an anthology. Take a break and go back to Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one from El Rafa said uh, they should do a new story,
0: but like they did that throwback scene in Kills is how it should be shot. Like if they want the flashback scene, it mm. wants everything like that. But everyone loves that thrash uh, the uh, flashback scene in Kills. I don't. I never met anybody that said it sucked.
1: You kind of in, into a sort of period Halloween movie, maybe, maybe black and white, something like that. That'd maybe be somebody, interesting. Maybe someone <laughs> not like Myers,
0: but something with the mask looking like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, maybe um, the, the the evil of Haddonfield or something like that. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Not period as in like, you know, everybody's supping cups of tea like Downton Abbey or anything, but just kind of <laughs> 50s America or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, harmonophone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jace Bales, Jace, a uh, friend of ours, one of our Patreons, yep. says, Anthology, a very lengthy break from Myers, though. It's time for Freddie and Jacy to take, uh, Jacy, Jacee? Him. Uh, it's time for Freddie and Jason to take over for a long while. Agreed. I agree. I uh, agree.
0: Yep. Get these guys back in the fold. Uh, Probably uh, our favorite here is from Andromeda1741. He wants a fucking apology.
1: I did like that one. That was great. Oh, that's
0: our subscribers. God bless you.
1: (laughs) Uh, Simon says, anthology is the only way to go now, I think. After seeing the David Gordon Green trilogy, I think I just want to consider 1978 a a standalone movie, which is what it was always supposed to be. But talks and we always get sequels, reboots, prequels, okay, which is what it was always supposed to be. I wonder what John Carpenter thinks of it all really. He's just happy to play Xbox and see the checks rolling in. Yeah, I think that's it. I think he I don't, yeah. I don't think he cares as long as he's got his money every from it. Every time that
0: theme plays, right? His his yeah, lasting, yeah. Uh, uh, his lasting impression on that uh on this uh on this series has always been every time it says created by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, music by John Carpenter, Alan Haworth or whatever, is always given him checks. Always yeah. and that's all he says. Yeah. He put I put my money out. And magically, uh, a check comes into it. He loves it. Uh, next one from the Devil's Eyes. That's that's Quentin again, isn't it? Um, I'm torn between an anthology series or direct or doing a direct sequel to H4 with an older Jamie and Rachel, and negating the shit show that is Halloween Five. P.S. Looking forward to your videos, Allen's. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Everyone always is talking about doing something after Halloween 4. Why not? We're fucking up this franchising series as we go <laughs> along. A little more chicken shit into
1: the fucking barn is not going to uh, ruin it. It would be fun. It would be fun. I just don't know how you pitch it to to, a, to a, an audience. I think if they did it as, as kind of a Netflix series or something mm-hmm. like that, um, you know, as a standalone, but a sequel within there, if you see what I mean, like they did with Helen, Halloween 2018, then that might work um we'll see uh we'll see you know what, what you happens do? but this is how you start it you know if you're gonna do
0: halloween four you start it with uh danny mcbride uh david gordon green and jason blum coming out and having a conference like the ceo of bp at the oil spill down at the gulf and saying
1: sorry yeah a bit like our prime minister at the moment we're sorry <laughs> Anthony Soto says I'm overjoyed that we can now go back to talking about literally anything else Was never into the Halloween series no matter how much I try worst of the big three in my opinion yet we're looking forward to getting back to talking about something else as well we've got a lot kind of you know ideas and that to to, to sort of push the channel forward i mean this isn't a halloween channel really we've yep. done a lot of halloween recently but at the heart of it we're a, we're a horror sci-fi you know nostalgia channel so yep. um it'd be good to kind of continue that at some point point. and sure. hopefully you'll all stay with us when we do that um
0: who Keys else is leave. there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: we got duke uh duke
0: goes uh i'm done with halloween however an anthology would definitely uh Work for me. That's
1: Duke Fleet. You know, you know, good guy Duke is. Yeah, and George Stigall as well, who's another one of our patrons, uh, and he he wants an apology too. So not very popular <laughs> with George. This film. Uh, we got Jason Knight uh, from the J Man's movie. Cage says he
0: still needs to see ends. You know, there's still time. Jason, of course, he says I think anthology is the way to go. So many stories you can tell on Halloween. I'm saying that a Jamie Lloyd continuation could be a perfect Could could have perfect potential. Yeah. Hmm. It could, yeah. you know, it always make those Daniel Harris fans uh, come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bullfrog Jay says ends left me bitter. I am done with Halloween for a long time. A Jamie Lloyd continuation from Five or something could be cool down the line. Uh, Nick
0: P. Yep, Nick P. says anthology all the way. Let's get some good creepy original horror stories during Halloween. Maybe Carpenter can uh, write and or score and to give the film a good tense field retro feel. Mm. Okay. Uh
1: Matthew Jensen says, The fan in me will always want more, but realistically, I would like a good break, then possibly see an anthology, but wouldn't be mad if they brought Myers back.
0: I'm probably in that boat, my uh Darren. I'm probably in that boat. Yeah. Um Darth Pug <laughs> Darth <laughs> Pug. A Smith's Grove show or Tales of the Patients from the Grave. Uh or from the Grove, actually, would be fun. From the Grove. Okay. Yeah. Tales from the Grove. Like, like-
1: Grove like kind of alfred hitchcock presents or something like that you know the I mean, files from loomis the, the files from the files of dr loomis yeah something like that might be police fun squad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you see liam neeson's gonna play frank drebin would
0: that be i think actually i would want to go see that actually because he would be a straight face that's the best thing about uh naked gun ladies and gentlemen we're taking a break for a second uh <laughs> the best thing about naked gun and the files from police squad was that anytime somebody said anything out of line, they just stare off like, did I just hear that? And, <laughs> and seeing Liam Neeson will actually will actually probably make me laugh doing that too. Like, huh? What? <laughs> All right, last
1: one. The last one is from Kane B. Uh, and Kane says, I want a game next. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be. I'm not a massive gamer or anything. If anything comes along that sort of tickles my fancy, I'll have a go. I'm always kind of into the Last of Us sort of things and yeah. uh, GTA and things like that. But I'd love a kind of open world Halloween game. I think that'd be really smart. Um, finally, Frank, before we—that was the last of the comments we have to read out. But before yep. we go, we've got a lot of shout-outs to do here. So I'm just going to yep. quickly do them all. Uh, we have three new Patreons: Elizabeth Schmidt chad prosser and denise matthews are our latest patreons so thank you very much guys to for 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 signing up to the channel it's really really appreciated and in terms of youtube members and bearing in mind we had a few we chuck a few freebies out there the other day for everyone um, but we would want to shout out Wayne Bonner, Skate Toon, who's upgraded recently, Jeff Hill, Eden Walters, Batshit Scary, Yorkshire Horror, Eve, Ian Sylvester, Matthew Jensen, Katie Boyd, Future Dead Camper, Shalloween XO, AK Channel TV, Donita Brown, Brandon Collins, Jace Bales, Shamrock Balls, and Will Brown. All great. of you, thank you so much for signing up to the YouTube membership program. It's uh, it's great to have you on board. Great, great. You are all a big part of a, a big growing community. We're all friends here.
0: Uh, we haven't had too many, um, well, put it plainly, assholes. Um, <laughs> but we were actually everyone here is pretty good. The, the community is very active on Facebook. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Darren, and I try to get uh, to uh, all your questions and all your comments, just like we're going to do on Tuesday. Mm. The live episode of getting to hear your thoughts. Fuck what we say. You hear yeah. what we say all the time. It's about you and yeah. everything you want to say about this movie. Good, bad, worse, or I haven't seen it. Let's talk about something else. We'll, we'll talk about it all. Darren, anything cool. else to say in closing?
1: yeah also on tuesday we're going to do for those advanced patreon members and tier two youtube members we're going to do a green room beforehand as well so yes, you get your opportunity to the chat with us yeah chat with us one-on-one and 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 to let us know what you thought of the movie yeah yeah
0: no holds bars and there may be some spoilers in there ladies and gentlemen just to let you know hey, Yeah. But, well this episode's a big fucking spoiler so what am i talking about <laughs> What am I talking about? On that note, ladies and gentlemen, as we spoil the whole movie for those who haven't seen it but are watching this, as always, stick to the roads.
1: The best of luck.
0: We'll see you next time. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye.